closing time Open all the doors and let you out into the world Closing time Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl Closing time one last call. Are we just gonna play the whole thing. So finish your whiz. I'm waiting for the good part. <laughs> okay. No, you can't stop the good job. You don't exactly. have to go uh-huh. home, but yeah. you can't stay here. I know who I want to take me home. I know Take uh, me home. Did you know that song was written about the attack on the Capitol? Oh, boy. Who's in charge around here? <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We have to certify the electors. <laughs> we, we do. We do, indeed. It's our constitutional responsibility. Uh, it's uh, it's a cool... It's we're, we're deep into the cool zone now, I think. Yeah, the Safe temperature of the zone... Uh, you know, it had decreased this summer, and then it had warmed up again, but now it has sharply decreased again, I feel. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, uh... it's good. We love it. It's been, <laughs> it's been a week. This, this is, you know, there's that quote about there are decades in which nothing happens, and then there are weeks in which decades happen. And, this uh, is, yeah. This is mm. one of those decadal a little, weeks. A little, a little putsch for my family. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, but anyway, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We don't want to start off talking about. I just, I just love that. Like your your main dedication now is to making sure that our episodes will never air on Spotify or YouTube. Yeah, like they well, will be right. DMCA. They'll be marked. content ID immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly we just need to talk over the music more. I guess. Uh, I, I guess. I don't know. I was enjoying it. I was, to be honest, I was vibing. I needed it a little bit. Yeah. I needed. Well, that. and you got the stereo effect in your ears. It's it's very good. It's a good yeah. song. You should it's listen to the song, song Exploder on it if you haven't. That's my recommendation to I, you and all the listeners. Okay, I haven't listened to that, so I will do that. Uh, you'll learn that it's not uh, about what you think it's about. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So, getting into the the stuff yeah. that's been going on with us this week, um, I think the biggest thing that's that's happened this week is that I bought some Apple um, electronic you equipment. You, you like uh, uh, you dropped an absolute invoice. <laughs> like you didn't just buy one item. You know, you're like, listen, give give these to me on net ninety. You know. <laughs> Well, I've you got know, a loading dock. I'm a high roller now. I got that stimmy. And right, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm rolling around, big baller style. Writing, just, writing to the treasury, asking if they will send it to me specifically in packs of one dollar bills. Yeah, so that just I can... stacks on stacks on stacks. Uh, it's yeah. you, you, you know, you'd almost think this was a this was a cave in here with all this cheddar. Mm. Um, Mm, cheesecake very um, good yeah. i know i <laughs> i've i've been planning this for a while and Guaranteed i've been saving up and i got yeah. some more money so i was so it was but it's a good ordered, time for me you ordered like a big apple dump as it yeah. were and they did dumps they call <laughs> them dumps big massive listen dumps to this. listen to this yeah <laughs> new, yeah it, new apple order just dropped yeah Ping. so i got i got the the m1 mac mini 
Yeah, Mini. you almost you almost ordered the Intel one, and you were waved off at the last moment, which is good. I, I didn't, they don't make that distinction very clear. <laughs> I so just to be clear, I was only descri- accidentally describing the Intel one in my shopping oh. cart. I never, I never clicked on. Like I knew to avoid it. Um, right, but you're I not had owned. Just, I had just yeah, I'm not owned. I'm not owned. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen. I reports that I may have accidentally ordered the Intel Mac uh Mac Mini are false and were put out by Antifa. Uh, yeah, thank you. It's it that is all. It's just that I got the RAM screwed up. When yeah, I was yeah, telling right. Y'all. Yeah. Um, well, because it, Apple has decided that no one needs more than 16 gigabytes of RAM in a laptop. I which, guess. Well, this isn't a laptop. This is a well, right? Desktop. But it shares the laptop chip. So gotcha. You know. There's so, simply listen. There's simply no room for RAM in the Mac Mini. There's no room for RAM. <laughs> no room for RAM. Yeah. R- on mm. the roof. So I've warmed in the micro wave. Exactly. So I got the Mac Mini with uh, the the M1 chip with um, 16 gigs of RAM and uh, terabyte. Now, SSD. Was it clarified to you? This could be very bad. What I'm about to tell you that it does only work with. Oh no, that one. It works with one five k or two. Yeah, yeah, that one does work with. It's the it's the laptops that only work with one external display. That's right. Never mind. I only have one. I'm not a big, and maybe I will upgrade at some point to dual monitors. But I'm not a huge dual monitor user. Um, you just I like use, to have one massive monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like a yeah. big, big thing right in front of me. You got um, a big desk, you got a 70-inch TV, and you've got it multiplexed. <laughs> I've got a 27-inch monitor. Um, yeah. That's good enough for me. I, I do have my, mm-hmm. like right now my setup is I'm on a Mic Pro, so I right. do have that open on the side as a second screen, so maybe I will do something mm-hmm. here. But anyhow, mm-hmm. I got that. I also got AirPod Pros. Because my now, Jabra, so you haven't had those before. I have not. My Jabra Elites is what I was using. They, yeah, I um, had those. They're fine, but they, they're fine. But switching between things is a little cumbersome. Yeah, um, and at one point, like one of my, I think the left earbud just like could decided just to not connect at all anymore. So, yeah, sometimes yeah. it was just like not automatically connect. But 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 mostly, I noticed the battery life after a few years was decreasing. Mm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I decided yeah. it's time to. Get- the AirPod Pros are very good. I I like them a lot. Um, yeah. One thing you may need, depending, is if they if you find them slipping out of your ear, you can purchase memory foam ear tips, which that's, has been that's a what big I'm, hack for me. Yeah. That's what I'm experiencing. It, 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 interestingly, usually I have to get the smallest tips possible because mm, mm-hmm. um, I, I guess I have small ear holes. Yeah. Um, for but, you. But on the Apple ones, even the largest ones, they kind of slip around, so maybe I do need huh. to get those. Yeah, probably, probably worth checking in. And then I got but, uh, two... Um, of the HomePod, uh, the, the balls. miniature HomePods, yeah, the miniature, the Siri HomePod orbs, balls. yeah, the Siri orbs. They're nice. I like them. I've I've replaced. I've de-alexified my house. Oh, that's good. I've I don't decided. like. I don't like the idea of a, of of Jeff Bezos just listening yeah. in on me all the time. Jeff Bozo, like am I right, folks? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Don't. I don't want him to have. Well, and these things have it. gotten better because I feel like you used to say like, "Hey, dingus, turn the lights off in the living room," and it would be like, "I don't know what you mean by that." Like that's too hard of a thing. You need to identify them uniquely. Yeah. But now it now it understands. Lights means all of the light objects in the room. It's like, oh, well, that's good. 
That'll be yeah. interesting. I, to see. I like it. The, also, the you know I had uh, Echo Dots predominantly and an original Echo, and uh, the sound quality is very bad. But these HomePod Minis, they sound they sound remarkably good. This is like Bose speaker quality. Nice. And I've actually been playing music through them as a result. So I'm having one in my room mostly because it's replacing a Bluetooth speaker. That my workflow with this Bluetooth speaker is that I will play white noise on it at night because I need mm-hmm, that. Because mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I hear things going yeah. on outside, it wakes I me up. I am a complete moron and I own a white noise machine specifically for this purpose. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah, well, it does is generate various kinds of white noise. <laughs> yeah, I use I use an app because yeah. yeah. No, that makes more sense, and that's what I what I should have done. But, and then I will yeah. take the Bluetooth speaker around with me if I'm want to listen to things, or more. I mean, to be honest, most of the places I'm using this Bluetooth speaker are in my room or in the bathroom when I'm like taking mm. a shower. You know, I like to right. listen to my podular casts. And exactly, yeah. And so I'm just that I'm going to replace, put a, a HomePod Mini in. I have both to say. Places. Yeah, one the nice thing about the the HomePod Minis is because they're sort of always on and AirPlay is just sort of a thing that exists sort mm-hmm. of naturally. You don't have to like pair or unpair or disconnect, you know, yeah. like a Bluetooth speaker. It's nice that like I don't have to go turn on a Bluetooth speaker. I can just like pull up my phone and say send this to the HomePod Mini. Right. And now, and- have you used the boop feature of the HomePod Minis? I've never even seen a HomePod mini. Okay. Yeah. So they have the boop feature, basically. What that is is if you're playing something on your phone and you Uh take your phone and you tap the HomePod mini with the phone, you give it a little boop, Mm -hmm. it'll transfer it automagically. Sometimes takes a couple tries, but it's nice. That's cool. You don't have to dig into the menu. You just go boop. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I bought, I also didn't share, but I also bought like six new uh Wemo electrical outlets so I can mm. control a few more things. Um, right. So that'll be good. There's some lights yeah, I that I always one. have to turn on that I don't want to have to do anymore. I got a I got a different kind of humidifier because the one that I had been using generates a lot of dust because it's like ultrasonic so it covers everything in my apartment in a nice fine layer of white dust. Mm. So I got an evaporative kind which doesn't do that but is much louder. So I put it on a uh, a Wemo thing so I can shut it off at the appropriate time. That's good. That's good. Yeah. The only complaint I have about the HomePod minis is that I, the colors, I don't really like either. I got the white mm, ones because mm-hmm. that kind of goes with just my aesthetic more. Um, yeah, it would be nice if they had more color variety. It's so dusty here in the desert that I can't get black things. It, it, mm-hmm. it just shows up, yeah. shows up so bad. Um, so you got white, I, I, but, but I really want to go with, yeah. Yeah. If you were to choose a color, what color would you choose? The color I would choose for everything now. Then this, I'm going to slowly make everything in my life this color if I can. I want Mm -hmm. everything to be hammer tone army green. So -hmm. like both in color and texture. Right. I've decided that that's, 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 we, you know, we have a listener. That's that's the air in color. Yeah, so you know, there's everybody who knows Claire. She appeared on the uh, that that zany episode. <laughs> yeah, the milk tubes episode. Our best and or worst episode. Yeah, depending on. And she's just like got a color. She's got a Pantone. 
Like that's yeah. that's her thing. And I was thinking like, what would mine be? And I realized like I really like army green, but uh, but also the texture of it being hammer tone. So I have like a thermos that has that. And I used mm-hmm. to have a uh, radio and CD player that was a friend of mine built into an old ammo box that mm-hmm. was also uh, army tone or, or hammer tone army green. And I really right. like I don't I don't know what happened with that. That was a long time ago, but. I think that's going to be like my, my new thing. My phone is I got a I got a decal like a sticker to put on the back to give it yeah, texture. Yeah. Um so it doesn't slip and that's mm-hmm. what it is and I thoroughly enjoy it and it makes me feel like I'm riding on a school bus or something cuz you know that was like the almost like the texture of some of the equipment on those oh, yellow yeah. school buses. Oh yeah. Like the the vinyl seats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm into oh, it. Oh boy, those seats. <laughs> oh. Uh, anyway. Speaking of seats, uh, mm-hmm. we we've been uh, we're just throwing it in here because we we were thinking about exercising. I've been thinking yeah. about it. I've tried it out. Have you tried that? You've you're now are you doing the I've, Apple Fitness Plus? I have been I have been doing that. Yeah, um, not as perhaps consistently as I would like, but I have been doing it. It's, I it's, I have been good. doing it in that I did it once and it wrecked my butt. And it hurts so bad. Yeah. And I'm I need doing to the, do like, it. absolute beginner, and I'm yep. like, oh, my knees. Me too. <laughs> I'm like the, the 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 five minute, this, like, the littlest amount of time absolute beginner. And I was like, this shouldn't be, like, this will be hard to, for me to do certain movements because of my size and my, my body right. construction. Yeah, you have to do the modifications. And yeah. Whatnot. But yeah. also, but also they were harder than I thought they were going to be. Yeah. Um, and I felt real Some dumb. Some of them. Like why Some is of them, this I just have to watch the video and be like, what is he doing with his leg? Hang on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, like I did the yoga one and I was like, I don't understand how you're moving your body in this way. Hang on. <laughs> I need to grasp this for a moment. <laughs> I don't think I could handle yoga. I, I don't know about that sounds. The yoga guy, I forget his name, but for the absolute beginner yoga class, the guy is a little too, I don't know, Woo-woo? zen for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little... I don't know. I prefer the other instructors for some of the other absolute beginner classes that I've I, been doing. I did the the hit, the oh yeah yeah the, that's a the good high one. intensity the interval mm-hmm. training because that best suits like what I have. I don't have weights. I don't have. Uh, you you know. should do the strength one because uh, that one does not require any weights. Oh, it does. I think it's good. Yeah, but it mm-hmm. is. Is it like on the floor? Because I have a hard time getting up and down. Um, I think it's mostly standing. I do think they do like a plank. I yeah, there's no way I can exactly. even. I, there's no way I could plank. My body is like a is like a shaped like a like a U. You know what I mean? Like my belly right. would just be on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> you don't you don't need to support yourself with your knees or your legs. Yeah, I just support myself <laughs> with my stomach. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I, that's. I think I was looking at that one. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if mm. that's gonna work. I think the hits. Well, that's is the one that I've been me. mostly doing because I've been trying to get it down. But yeah, well, I, I want to. Do- I like it. I, I like you can cast the thing to your Apple TV yeah. and it shows like your heart rate and your rings and all that. And I I think some people might find that to be kind of busy, but I actually like it because it keeps me sort of engaged by giving yeah. me things to look at. So Yeah. And and a yeah. way to like sort of measure how you're doing and and to take your mind off of man, I'm tired and I don't want to be doing yeah, this. Yeah, man, this sucks and I don't <laughs> like doing it. How does anyone why do they all seem so happy doing this? What is <laughs> wrong with that? Whenever people them? talk about like <laughs> exercising or like running or things like that they're like yeah. you just feel so good and it's you just get this high I have, and that's 
never been my experience. I have never gotten that. I've never never had that. that. And I played sports all growing up. Let me be clear. I have biked for like an hour and a half, you know? And I, no. (laughs) I've never ended being like, boy, that was great. I've always ended like, okay, I need to lie down now. That's just not in my nature, and and I don't know what that says about me, but that's just how it be. Sorry. I want to try yeah. a bike. I want to find some sort of fitness uh, indoor bicycle that I can use that's like... Yeah. It, here's what I need. Listeners, find this for me, okay? First of all, mm. it has to be able to handle my girth and my weight, which most of them mm-hmm. don't seem to be able to. And right. preferably, I would like something that doesn't take up a lot of space because I don't... We have like a small house. I don't have anywhere really to put like yeah, a big and you're not bike. trying to you're not trying to redecorate <laughs> no i and yeah. if it was like sort of recumbent mm. i oh. could really get oh, into no, that you know mm, that actually is probably doable and a good idea oh yeah well, thank you <laughs> Mm-hmm. You have more more on that or just like <laughs> Um I can only say that I have seen those machines at oh. like gyms and such, so I have to assume that home oh. models do exist. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm looking for. If anybody out there is I like more a recumbent f- bike. You fitness. Know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I always see the guys on recumbent bikes and it's like in some ways it's dorky, but in some ways it's a total flex. I actually think that's a really good idea for you because that will be slightly less strain on your knees. Yeah, and such. exactly. Yeah, this is good. This is yeah, yeah. And more and investigation. I, and it'll feel required. like I'm driving my bike rather than riding my bike, which I like. I like yeah, the idea we- of driving my bike. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking of driving, boy, this is drive. This is this is boy. Just- <laughs> this is driving me crazy just to know that this exists. Let's mm. talk about it. The big gorilla in the room. Yeah. Wow. Um, there was a coup attempt, basically. Come on, man. We had a sort of storming of the Bastille, but at the Capitol. And uh, although it was done by people in red hats, very similarly. Yeah. <laughs> there is that in common. That's the, They're just like... Uh, Angels have even descended back from Africa right now. It was like that mode. It's just like, it was so surreal. It was, yeah, you know, I had been working most of the day and then like I was watching the proceedings uh, because I wanted to see if they were going to object and all that stuff. And then, you know, they're reporting the, you know, you're like watching C-SPAN, also watching them gathering outside the Capitol, and then at some point they just like, uh, yeah, we're adjourning the session immediately. And you're like, oh, hmm. Yeah, I was like live watching. so at watching... some point I was like, I can do more, no more work today. I need to watch thing. and see if the Republic falls in the next, you know, 20 minutes or not. I had like people from work like texting me, are you seeing this? <laughs> yeah. Boy, am I seeing it. I've got on one monitor C-SPAN on the other. I've got... I've got. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't to my. I, I have a like Twitch a stream. command center mode. You know, bringing yeah. up all the windows. <laughs> <laughs> show you want to show me all the bl- blueprints. Right, <laughs> turning on the, the fire feeds. hose, drinking straight from it, basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So that was just like the most surreal thing, and I like slept only like three hours that night because I was so agitated, like and riled up, and yeah, uh, yeah, it threw threw me off super hard. Um, yeah. Well, many thousands of words. Much ink has been spilled already on oh this. Um, yeah, so many bad takes. 
don't even yeah, really I'm know where to begin. I'm just thinking of the reaction. The thing that I was thinking earlier today as I was uh, driving to pick up Qdoba for lunch um, was that, you know, I'm thinking in the way that Thatcher sort of presided over the, the final decline of the British Empire and her job was basically, um, you know, sucking out all residual value and turning the UK into a desiccated husk. <laughs> I kind of think that Trump has done the same thing and we have like similar, you know, all that remains is to preside over an increasingly like uh, irrelevant and desiccated, you know, eminence grease or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm just not sure. I don't know. I don't know if all of my ideas are fully baked on all this. I just know that I've seen a lot of stuff. Well, that has to stop the columnists. Yucky, 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 yucky. Nope, nope, Mm -hmm. nope. Um, like, like people have pointed out that, you know, uh, uh, Hitler, uh, tried to do a coup in 1923 and then came to power in 1933. Someone said, you know, the thing about failed coups is that they're often followed by successful coups. Um, yeah, which this was- on the one hand, I'm like, okay, sure. On the other hand, I'm like, they didn't really have a plan here. It's not like they walked into Congress and then like started their own Congress or anything. There was know? no, there was no thing that they were trying. I guess they're. Their objective was to stop the certification of the votes. Right. They which, they were just trying to disrupt a thing. They weren't really trying to establish anything new. There wasn't really a a, a grand plan here. Yeah, which is why all all names for this sort of fail. The only thing you can really call it is like an insurrection. I, I don't. Right. It's not really yeah. a coup. It's not a pooch. It's like it's not the same kind of thing, but it does rhyme. You know what I mean? We can see mm-hmm. that there's like, cause after last week's episodes, I watched a lot of those videos that you, you shared on the, the interwar period and just th- seeing all of the, the eerie parallels, um, mm. to our time was, was, was pretty crazy. And then <laughs> I just watched videos on that. And then this <laughs> crazy thing yeah. happens, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think there's it shares something with that, but mm-hmm. but it's just um oh gosh. What, one of the things that I saw a bunch of leftists arguing about on Twitter was like uh you know because there one of the protests one of the rioters was was shot and killed and people were like should we feel bad for them or not you know like uh, like oh yeah that was a big these- arguments. Yeah, and then it's like, are these people, like, is this, like, you know, the working class that we need to, like, redirect their energy somewhere constructive or not or whatever? And Are like, these Nazis? Like, you know, they, they were saying, yeah. like, the term literal Nazis was being thrown around a lot. Right. And I think that these folks who went and stormed the Capitol probably are not working class because, after all, they could afford a plane ticket to D.C. Yeah. And, you know, like, days off work. Like, I think this is like, you know, the cabal of landlords, basically. Well, I mean, let's be clear, like, you could be fairly well off and still be literally working class. Like, you don't own capital, you don't own the means of production, you aren't a boss, you know, you're the the professional managerial classes, they call it, you know, you're a, you're, you're like a, a little uh, tyrant over your jet ski dealership you're like you know so i think it was a mix i don't think we really know it wasn't super clear right but i think you know because there's the the philosophy that like you know as leftists we should be reaching out to people who feel uh you know disenfranchised and are you know being drawn to the sort of populist conception 
Yeah. Because they don't have the understanding that we have, things like that. But on the other, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how much of this was people like that versus just like, you know, rich jerks who flew there in their private jets, of which there were definitely some of those because they posted about it on Instagram. Yeah. In which case, like, I don't think we need to reach out to them. So they all talk. This is the craziest thing about it is that there's just so much documentation. Of all, absolutely of no op- operational security at all. Yeah, <laughs> completely planned out in the open. It's, completely planned op- out in the open, and yet the Capitol Police was like, "Oh well, we did not have any indications of this happening." And what that meant is that all the leftists they were monitoring weren't talking about storming the Capitol. <laughs> they were too busy in leftist Discord yeah. servers monitoring. Well, they figured that they didn't need to keep tabs on the right wing groups because they're already members. You mm, know, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, I don't need to watch their websites because I just get the email updates, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't think these are like those takeaways that like these are the people we should be trying to persuade are not not very good. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sold on that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, but I'm also not 100 percent sold on the idea that these are unrepentant Nazis who we must destroy like I you know the the crazy thing crowd behavior is a weird very weird thing and the thing about QAnon which I think is probably the driving factor in this is that it 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 sorts for people among all classes um and groups like if you look at those people there was there was a lot of black and brown people in that group like mm. I was watching the live feeds and I was like, that's so weird to me <laughs> Right. <laughs> that, that, yeah. to see like all of these, these like black people with, with QAnon gear going mm. into the, so, so like what QAnon is, is it's basically like those Nigerian email scams where it's a thing that's set up on purpose to select for the most like gormless people the people yeah, who the are most gullible, most gullible. yeah and it's 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 that's by design that's not like a bug the fact that qanon is weird and stupid and so obviously dumb isn't a, a bug it's a feature like right so that they can collect a certain kind of people to mobilize them that's why i think qanon started as a a goof but i think it got commandeered by people that are like actual operatives like roger stone type Mm. people who want to like right do political movements and so i i think it's hard to say that like you can make any other conclusion other than that this is like a result of trumpism and QAnon. Mm. (laughs) i don't know let's also not gloss over the fact that it is very funny it is the whole thing was very so oafish and weird yeah, it's very ham. The whole thing was very ham fisted. Yeah, they like walked it like they obeyed the velvet ropes when they're going mm-hmm. like through yeah. the rotunda. It's, it's like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the thing is it like simultaneously a farce, but also there were definitely at least two people there with like zip tie handcuffs and all that. Like also very concerning, you know, clearly there were competent people among them. You know what uh, this reminds me of? This reminds me of something that I'm really ashamed of, um, and I think I've talked about it before on other podcasts. But it's 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 like a stupid thing I did in high school. You know when you're like trying to figure out who you're gonna be and what kind of things you're gonna be oh, into buddy. when you're an adolescent, <laughs> and you see you see things that like the crowds are doing, 
Um, and you're like, well, everyone's having fun with this. Come on, so man. maybe this is a thing that I need to try. You know, everyone seems to like right. it. Maybe I'll try mm-hmm. it. And one of those things was getting super into high school uh, football games. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. like a, a freshman. I had just come from being homeschooled. So I wasn't like entrenched in the social order. I was mm-hmm. like viewing it as an outside observer <laughs> trying to right. figure out like, how does this crap work? What's going on here? But everyone would get yeah. so riled up for the games on Fridays. There'd be like these huge rallies at the school and it was like a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. So there was this game where it was a, um, our big rivalry with, uh, with uh, another city. It was Apple Valley High School versus Victor Valley High School, Victorville High School. Uh, and it's called the bell game. And there's this old bell that they, you know, whoever wins the game gets mm. to keep the bell. Um, and it's like a huge rivalry. The school does like a bunch of pranks on each other, you know, like one year they like bleached our field. So it was all muddy and like, nice, just all kinds of mayhem and stuff going around us. And I remember getting like so involved in it in a very cringy way. Like looking back, I feel Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. embarrassed about how I was so involved in all of it. And I, the dumbest thing I did was like, this was in the nineties when like paint shop pro was out and it was like a big deal. <laughs> Printing I, banners on a dot matrix and printer. I, and, and I printed <laughs> out and I printed out like a sign with like, cause they were the jackrabbits with like a dead jackrabbit. Like mm, got him, got him. <laughs> this is, this is the first meme I ever made. And, mm-hmm. and I remember taking it to the game and 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 holding it and then i i started rubbing it thinking that when i did like a sort of voodoo doll it would harm the other team mm-hmm. and i remember getting so engaged in this that that all sort of all reason and sense of like dignity mm-hmm. <laughs> just went out the window and i think that's what happens in these movements it's like it's a cult of insanity of this group just uh fever that everyone gets you know what i mean right and yeah, that's what you don't it feels realize like until it's too late <laughs> yeah and so that's why you have people showing up with zip ties to handcuff mm-hmm. people going to like they don't they're not gonna Ideology. They, they don't know what they're doing you know what i mean there's no real plan here it was something they just came up with before they're leaving like oh this will be cool to, so that they can show it on instagram to their friends or something you know yeah, yeah there was some talk on the donald i guess it's like bring uh, bring zip ties and whatnot you know we're done with quote-unquote politicians who don't obey the will of the people it's like I, that's not so much a plan as it is someone's shit post but you know yeah. other people read that and they're like oh okay cool yeah let me get my tactical gear, you know. <laughs> but I think the most surreal thing is the way that the brands responded. Because mm, everything, mm-hmm. well, every brand yeah, has to have a the statement. many, many surreal things that happen. But yeah, we have <laughs> but, a tweet here from Chevron. <laughs> you know, uh, Chevron, they've never been involved in any sort of coup or anything. Yeah, any, any sort of destabilization of governments. We call for the peaceful transition of the U.S. government. The violence in Washington, D.C. tarnishes a two-century tradition of respect for the rule of law. And there were many other brands I could not be bothered to capture many more than just this one from Chevron, which I thought was particularly good. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Chevron. I did wonder, you know, it was like 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they were storming the Capitol. I was like, how long until the brands start tweeting? 
<laughs> and it was it was only it was only shortly after it that that you know so people quick. oh we expressed serious concern about the events taking place at the U.S. Capitol today. It's like uh, you know. I don't know. That's what'll stop it, though. In a lot of cases, is the corporations going, "Hey, we're not down with this." <laughs> so it was. You know, interesting. I guess thanks. Thanks for saving the republic, Chevron et al. <laughs> it was interesting to see the establishment, like mm-hmm. so quickly rally around. Okay, we've got to be against this. This is something we can use. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was uh, pretty crazy. It was crazy to watch the the Capitol Hill police too. Yeah, like um, they didn't they seem just, to do very much. They like when protesters are walking by. Like, I there's a video I saw them saying like, "No, please stop! No, you cannot! You cannot yeah. do this! You're not supposed to be here!" But they were just like holding the you doors. Might as well to be like, "Hey, through. good luck in there." Yeah, <laughs> it was so weird. Mm. Yeah, a tweet quote from, from a New York Times article here: Capitol police officer tried to reason with the crowd. You guys just need to go outside. He pleaded with a man in a green backpack. When asked why they weren't expelling the protesters, the officer said, "We've just got to let them do their thing now. <laughs> We've just got to let them do their thing now. Let them get yeah, it out of which their system." Which is, you know, uh, many people have pointed out not the attitude that police have generally taken towards, for example, Blue- Black Lives Matter protesters. Uh, yeah, but you know, yeah, I'm sure there's nothing. No important uh, contradictions to notice. I think there. everyone saw that photo of ca- the Capitol, the, the police for Black Lives Matter. The National versus, Guard on yeah. the steps of the Capitol for the for the I mean, BLM protest. Even Uncle Joe year. Biden saw it because because yeah. what's what's her name Finnegan his uh, his granddaughter. Uh, I don't you know, know. Yeah, but she, you know, yeah, he got up there. <laughs> Was that Thursday or Friday that he got up there and he said, "Come on, man." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he got up there. Mm-hmm. He was really brave and said, "This is bad." Uh, now and then, even like Fox News had to distance themselves from the whole thing. There's this great quote from uh, Hugh Hewitt, I guess, talking to Ben Sass. The bad Hugh is ben, what we call Ben's, him. Ben's ass. Uh, he <laughs> said, and Hugh says, "Now you know the history of the Roman Revolution from 60 BC to Augustus Caesar is a progressive cycle of iterations away from the norm. A rushed impeachment would be yet another iteration away from the norm. Would that not itself be terribly damaging?" And Ben Sass says, "So I think you raise a really good point." <laughs> <laughs> this is you know we've talked about history a lot and i think we both are like history knowers but i try not to become too much of a history knower because you end up sounding like hugh hewitt here where you're like now you know uh progressive cycle of iterations away from the norm blah 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 words that have no meaning put together but sound <laughs> important yeah and then just... a politician has to go so i think you raise a really good point which is actually that i don't know what you're talking about um, <laughs> you don't repeat the point because you don't understand the point because there actually is right. no point to understand there really <laughs> yeah the, the thing is this is like a paragraph length you know thing that he said and i don't know what it means I don't think it has any meaning, you know? Yeah. I, a progressive cycle of iterations away from the norm. Uh, you know, What's the uh, norm? Thinking what, ba- the, basically, the, the, thinking back on Roman history uh, is a lesson that we shouldn't impeach too fast. Would you agree? <laughs> oh, boy. Crossing the Rubicon, as we talked about last, last week. I think the Rubicon has been crossed. Many would agree. Um <laughs> A lot of lot of furious backtracking as well, you know. Uh-huh. A lot of there were a lot of puff pieces about folks, for example, like Josh Hawley, who was sort of leading the objection push 
Uh-huh. Uh, and there was a great picture of him walking into the Capitol, uh, you know, in front of the protesters with his fist raised, which is great. He looks like uh, one of those uh, like Gucci fascist types, you know, Ferragamo <laughs> fascism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, columnists such as Zaid Jelani uh, and someone pointed out pretty damn funny to that Zaid Jelani wrote a glowing piece about Josh Hawley only a week ago and has now seemingly deleted all his tweets. <laughs> Just a huge LMAO for me on this one, dog. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you saw a lot of... It's interesting. There were a lot of people that were stoking this fire. And then when it sort of became clear that the optics of it were very bad, turned around and said, oh, actually, uh, this is bad. Um, and yeah, I, I condemn goes, it completely. As goes Lindsey Graham, the, the most spineless human being on the planet. Like, right. you, you just saw him immediately flip-flop. It was hilarious. I, I think the thing is a lot of the Republicans saw this as an opportunity to like f- make a mm. clean break with Trump finally. Well, I think what they also saw it is as an opportunity to set a precedent and a way to um equi- uh what's the term equate uh Equip- yeah we'll, we'll be actual we'll be valid social movements with this so that mm-hmm. now they right. can say yeah they're both it's both sides they're both bad and it's like no this right. is not the same thing black mm-hmm. lives matter protests are not the same as this <laughs> of course there were the true believers uh such as representative mo brooks who said uh please don't be like the fake news media don't rush to judgment on assault on capital wait for investigation all may not may not be and is likely not what appears evidence growing that fascist antifa orchestrated capital attack with clever mob control tactics evidence follows a spoiler evidence did not follow um, what do words mean andrew really just want to point out yeah the words fascist antifa these people don't they literally do not know what antifa is short for is the thing <laughs> and that tells you all you need to know i think Fa- fascist anti-fascists uh, uh orchestrated the attack evidence growing by the way I, this is the thing is there's no you don't need to actually have any evidence you can just assert that such evidence already exists this is all just read the books read the manuals you know what i mean it's that all over right, yeah. again like it's like listen we've all seen the evidence dumb idiot it's out there <laughs> we we all see the evidence that the election was rigged and so we also have all seen the evidence that antifa orchestrated this attack I mean, why else would there be people with like, you know, balaclavas on? That's clear Antifa tactics hiding your face, you know, from identification. Um, Yeah. You know, listen, the true patriots are respectful. Listen, they walked, they stayed in the the velvet line, you know, after they got into the (laughs) Capitol illegally. (laughs) That's how you know. That's how you know. Mm. Oh, then you see. You then see we had a, probably me, my favorite. <laughs> probably my favorite meltdown was. Uh, I think we've discussed them in the past. Liberty Hangout, which is like, um, basically, uh, if you recall the toilet paper USA chapter at Kent State that got in, mm-hmm. uh, uh, got clowned on because they did the like uh, diaper protest yeah. thing that just made them look silly. So they got all mad at, at TPUSA over that and they formed their own organization called Liberty Hangout, which over the Trump administration has been growing less into Liberty Hangouts uh, and more into like uh, monarchist hangout. Oh, uh, and no. they just, they dropped the mask uh, on this completely. They, they took 
tweeted, uh, I want Donald Trump to declare himself a king today. Democracy has failed us. Uh, my allegiance isn't to democracy. My allegiance isn't to the Constitution. My allegiance is to Donald J. Trump. Give me a break. Um, uh, we've been posting positively about monarchy for nearly six years now, and everyone thought we were crazy for it. Look at what's happening to our country now. Still think making Trump our king is such a bad idea? Boy. Uh, <laughs> so they're just, yeah, I love to do liberty by installing a, a presumably an absolute monarch, I assume, is what they're aiming for here. Um, this is it's very I've, cool. I've been saying this for a while now, and I don't think people are really listening to me when I say, like, I a, a, a large number of of Republicans are, are inherently anti-democratic and monarchist. They might not yeah. understand what they're doing in those terms, but that is what they want. <laughs> mm. They're they're yep. just so illiberal, which is just mm. wild to think about. Because well, it's interesting that you know there's two sort of sections of the far right. There's the fascist section, which is probably the largest and most dangerous. But then there's the like the monarchists, which are sort of bespoke, weird, you know, classier That's like the version. Trad side, I would say, right? You know, yeah, exactly. This is this is tradcath rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> what you saw, what you saw was a, a Protestant riot. <laughs> Well, you know, I think the thing that you have to understand is that riot is the language of the unheard. I learned that mm. from Caitlin Bennett. I heard that from Caitlin Bennett, the Kent State gun girl. <laughs> the who, Kent who, State who, poopy pants girl. Yeah, who deigned to quote Martin Luther King uh, and his quote about the riot being the language of the unheard. <laughs> Invoking that on the bunch of red hat mega rioters, I guess. Ideology. Um, <laughs> I can assure you that they were they have been heard for a long time because yeah. I can remember at least six different New York Times pieces where they went to diners in the Midwest and interviewed these people. Um I I assure you I've heard them. <laughs> so that's I mean these like, are literally like middle-aged white people. They are the most cherished demographic politically. Yeah, they 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 get like everything this, they want. They're who this country was founded for. Like Yeah. <laughs> They are the landed gentry. Uh, so I, mean. I just want to say that, like you, Caitlin Bennick specifically, are banned from quoting MLK. You don't get to do that anymore. You don't. Yeah, I, I forbid it. We have no means of enforcing this, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, you, you know, have some takeaways. The takeaways. Let's get to the takeaways. I the first thing that I thought when I saw this whole thing going on is. The ascendant America theory. You, do you know what that is? That's that's the. I don't. The, but... the thing that a lot of Democrats cling to that mm. demographics are destined to change in this country as it gets more ah, diverse. Yeah. Um, and Demographic less white shift. Um, right. That Democrat Democrats will reap the benefits of that as more people will become liberal and Democrat and they will encompass a larger yeah. portion of the United States. And that's, that's how they win. That's what they're banking on. They're not banking on because, because it's a very um, convenient thing to tell yourself so that you don't have to work to persuade yeah. and to change, to get people on your side. You say, well, my side is inevitable. Our victory is inevitable. So I don't have to do anything to ensure it, uh, which is convenient. <laughs> And that's like a thing that a lot of people believe. And I think this thing proves that completely false. Because like I said earlier, there was there was tons of black and brown and like non-Republican allegiant reactionaries at the demonstration. Like 
not everybody there was a Republican. I hate to break it to you. Or they weren't until recently. You know what I mean? Um, I think uh, the interesting thing here is um, thinking about the sort of reactions that a lot of people had were very one dimensional. In fact, you saw a lot of those domino memes, you know, mm. um, where it was like, you know, uh, what was it like? You know, something silly Donald Trump said in like 2014 leads to the Capitol being stormed or whatever. Those are very one dimensional sort of things. History is not determined, you know, in that way. Uh, yeah. And I think I sent you a tweet. Uh, let me go find it real fast. Why are you looking for messages? The thing I was, I couldn't help but think about that. Like, I went and checked in on some people I know who are who were Clinton Democrats back back in the day that are that are now in MAGA world, and they and. And like, I remember I was a Republican back then. And I remember arguing with them about you like Bill Clinton, like, mm-hmm. but, the, but there was, there was a consistent thing that was appealing to their, their racism and their, their, you know, their sort of aesthetic and, and their, um, uh, look back at this, some golden past that we want to, you know, relive and, and, and they've fully absorbed Trumpism and they're, dem- they were Democrats. Mm-hmm. And, and so like there's a lot of these people it's it's thinking of this stuff in this one dimensional terms is not helpful and it causes you to totally miss the mark. So what was that tweet that you found? Yeah, it was uh, actually a Matt Brunig tweet, but he pulled out two articles, one from The Verge and one from Vox. The Verge says Trump supporters breach capital and worst display of petro masculinity yet. Uh, and the other one is um, uh, how a failure to learn from the lessons of Gamergate's hate campaign contributed to the out of control violence at the U.S. Capitol today. And he said, what do you say tweets? Was it car culture? or gamer culture that was responsible for yesterday's disgrace. Well, and there was a lot of this like, you know, it's like, oh, uh, Gamergate led directly to the Capitol being stormed. It's like, no, th- it turns out all of this is a lot more complicated than just drawing a single line. <laughs> you really do have to get out the red yarn and the push pins. Well, and all of this is just fueled by the need to publish. You got you to gotta post. You have to have a take. You have to put right. your take out. You, you know, for them, it's fueled by ad dollars, right? So they've got to find mm-hmm. some unique take to to get the clicks but like right. that's not how reality works <laughs> but the the democrats have this thought too that like oh the the republicans will become like demographically extinct you know and yeah. so all we have to do is sit and wait which of course will then allow time for things to spring up that will prevent that from being true <laughs> yeah and, and I also think- just this this is sort of you know it's this one-dimensional belief that, like, yeah, uh, you know, uh, everyone who's young is will be a Democrat. So, it's and I'm going to move up my my last point to this because it go, it goes in directly in line with what you're saying. Because, like, one of my takeaways from this is like, if we're going to curb fascism, you have to materially improve people's lives. That mm-hmm. the the environment which has been created by neoliberalism is this toxic stew that's going to keep resulting in these types of things. And they're going to get worse and worse um, as nothing changes. And so the Democrats' refusal to actually do anything means that these people have have there's no reason for them to be invested in any system because Mm -hmm. nobody in the system is giving them anything. (laughs) So, like, you look at these these like. Like one of the the interesting takeaways is a lot, and even like listeners and people I respect were like, 
discussing about how like I can, you know I can't really feel anything for these people other than like you 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 screwed around you found out like this like mm-hmm. good riddance it's sh- schadenfreude like but like i truly can feel bad for them because w- what a lot of their concerns they're expressing are absolutely legitimate right mm-hmm. so like you look at the one of the last videos that the the lady who uh, unfortunately was was shot and killed by capitol hill police that was there she was from san diego and she had one of these Facebook rants and you know, she's, she, it's a conservative rant cause she's wearing sunglasses and she's in her car and she's screaming while she's driving. Mm. Um, yeah. but the great she, genre of video, <laughs> the greatest <laughs> genre. And, and she's talking about how like the, the, our state and our cities like are in shambles, like mm-hmm. the homelessness problem, the, the, the fact of like drug abuse, um, all these, all these things you can actually see. It's hard to find jobs, you know, mm-hmm. unemployment. Like these are not made up concerns, <laughs> and and it's not like she's wrong to say this because she's a Republican and she lives in a Democrat state. Like, yeah, it's like I, I think people identify the sort of effects correctly, like homelessness, joblessness, etc. Yeah, but where they fall down is identifying the root cause. You know, well, yeah, and so that that's leads where... you to like, oh, the root cause is immigration. You know, immigrants yeah. coming here and stealing our jobs, stuff like that. That's where fascism and QAnon and things like that this come in because they give you a convenient victim. Yeah, they deliberately way... muddy these waters. Yeah, yeah, but but it's like. Th- the, the the things aren't wrong and they and and it's not wrong to say they should be this mad about them like mm-hmm. they are correct to be upset like right and i think we we do a disservice in misidentifying the those things like those people are right it's yeah. just that if 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 gee if there was something else <laughs> that right. could help solve these problems um you might be able to to stop this I think an insidious thing, too, is these sorts of cataclysmic events of which the optics are obviously really bad, then gives license to pundits to say, like, well, these people's concerns are obviously, you know, unwarranted. We don't have to listen to them, you know? Yeah, And they exactly. are they are wackos. They're behaving like wackos. Yeah, exactly. What, what made them into this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. it's not it's not. And this is a conservative way to think that you cannot fall into if you're on the left is to think that oh well these people are are just bad like they are just defective humans and so we have to brush them away that they're they're not i think the perspective that we have on this is that we used to be on that side of the political spectrum so like clearly we're not unreachable (laughs) yeah exactly like you can be persuaded you can find your way out of that um and thankfully like there were people who were patient with me and 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 helped me out like that uh but but I think the, the it's problem very... I think is doing that at the sort of scale required. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the no. thing I'm not sure is possible. <laughs> well, and 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 I don't and I mean I hate to have a dim outlook, but like you look at like the Biden admin, and you look at anybody who's going to be in charge, who's taking control. Yeah, there's really no signs that they're they're going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. So I don't so, think they're going to do anything but reinforce you know no. the, the the these folks' beliefs. So I hate to be yeah. a Debbie Downer, <laughs> bad news bearer, yeah. but um. The way to fix this is to make people's materially improve people's lives. We will not do that. Ergo, things are going to continue like this. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then there's the other thing, like, what do they offer? Oh, well, we need to return to civility. Like, that's basically what got Biden elected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? We're we're just going to go back to being good. (laughs) Joe Biden, the law and order president. Yeah. (laughs) There's this really good uh, editorial in um, The Guardian by um, Richard Seymour. And and he made, like, a really good point. I want to read it to two of his takeaways here it says fashion fascism does not arrive on the scene with full uniform and program the mm. jewish socialist arthur rosenberg traced the origin of fascism as a mass movement to the period before the first world war when millions were already infected by volkish racial nationalist ide- ideology and by contempt for democratic government It consolidates through experimentation, learning the ropes through episodes that, at first, appear amateurish and thuggish, from the beer hall Munich Pusch to the demolition of uh, Babri Majid. Is that how you say that? I don't really know. Yeah. I've never said it out loud. First as farce, then as tragedy. So, like, this is kind of what we were talking about with, like, the QAnon thing, right? Like, the absurdity and the chaos is a feature. It's not a bug. Like... Right. This is this but is they the are iteration, Hugh. This is the iteration, Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> and and this well, is allows it's a good them point, to do though. that. Yeah. They, they are going to learn from. The, they've seen now that like you can't do this without. If you plan it all in the open and then it goes very badly, you know the optics are silly. You you are dismissed as fools. Like so, they're going to take all their planning, you know, to more secure channels of communication, uh, and they're going to, you know, it's but not going to be. An absurd farce next time. But what have they also learned? They've learned that law enforcement's on their side. They've learned that they will not get pushback. Yeah, they they will be allowed. Yeah, they've learned that, like you know, they can they can tow that line very carefully and not get tear gassed. You know. Yeah. (laughs) They just have to be careful about how they do it. That's only gonna that was and and, you know I I hate to say it but that was Hitler's lesson after the beer hall push was like we have to do this sort of legitimately like we have to get elected in. Yeah. Yeah. So this next quote from from him is also very good. Trumpism is not an aberration, but a mass phenomenon. Trump greatly expanded his base between 2016 and 2020, adding more than 10 million votes to its total. He expanded into places and demographic constituencies thought to be close to him. No other Republican presidential candidate could have done this. And it was achieved precisely through the same means that led to the spectacle in the Capitol. To hope that Joe Biden can diffuse this by restoring civility and bipartisanship to Washington would be unforgivably complacent. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's concerning to me that, you know, yeah, the the Biden administration and Democrats lost a lot of votes from like Latinos and black voters in certain areas. And they don't seem to be willing to do any introspection about this at mm-hmm. all because they're just like, well, we won. so. And Fine. and the, the 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 it's they're they're just it just means they're bad people once again right a, a conservative ideology of oh well they're just defective people like they're just right. inherently bad that's why they did that there's it nothing seems we to can me do like to we are it. we are we are starting out on the road of like a considerable shift in like our party system and things like that you know because they've yeah. flipped back and forth before yeah. in the past yeah so. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, my takeaway is that this is the sort of the final result of the make America great again ideology. You know, this is what it all came down to. 
Yeah. And this is the the end result was they stormed the Capitol and nothing really happened. <laughs> and the uh, thing to to realize that like I really want to put a pin in is that this is not a culmination. This is just another step in the road. Like mm-hmm. this will continue. <laughs> yeah. And don't let your guard down. And 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 it's so important that we build but any it, it fascist seem, infrastructure that we actually start to think about what we can do to yeah. combat this stuff, which that's it, a bummer, but it does seem that we are going to have some time of interregnum here of, you know, of some description. I don't know how long it'll last though, but yeah, you know, I don't know the, it is, it is funny. All of the folks who are like finally disavowing Trump here at the very, it's like, Oh, you waited until the last two weeks. This is what got you. You were okay with everything up to this point. I'm so annoyed that people allow themselves still to be keyed up by reports that Nancy Pelosi is looking at the 25th amendment. They're, they're looking, they're, they're, they're looking at keeping, taking the nuclear codes away from him. Everyone's it's like, all of this is just PR, and if you give any thought yeah. to it, you're falling for it. You are be- you are becoming a vehicle for the for the stuff that like that they're 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 abusing you. They're like taking advantage of you because they know you're looking right now, and they know that they can say this stuff that is meaningless. That they're not actually doing anything. They're not mm-hmm. materially changing anything. They're not going to actually challenge anything. All they're going to do is what 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 what's the big takeaway from this week? Banning people from the server. Mm, that's, absolutely. That's yeah. the big, big you, takeaway. You will face consequences. You will no longer be allowed to post. It's <laughs> just... Mods? Mods? <laughs> yeah, the, the dam broke yesterday, basically, um, because Trump was permanently banned from Twitter. <laughs> and then he tried to do ban evasion uh, <laughs> like a 14-year-old on a forum. <laughs> And was smacked down. And I have to say, you know, growing up in the time of forums and watching yeah. this sort of thing happen is deeply amusing to me. I gotta be honest. <laughs> funny. It's funny to see like someone in their seventies learning this from and experiencing this for yeah, the first trying, time. Trying to tweet my statement from at Team Trump, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Very, very funny. Um very funny reactions to it as well. The conservatives are very concerned. Very you know. concerned. Very yeah. concerned. Firstly, we have Megan McCain, uh, who says, Hey, folks, just in case, it's been a great ride here on Twitter. I met my husband. We have an amazing baby, met a bunch of friends, caused a lot of ruckus. Don't know how much longer I will be acceptable on this platform. I just want to say, Megan, no one cares. No one was thinking of you. You just wanted to be noticed. Please, Megan over here, like, hey, hey, uh, if I get Don't- banned, you know. The real think, ones know. I think Megan McCain is some sort of, like, alien who, whose only uh, ability to be persistent in this dimension is if people are conscious of her. If people stop right. to be conscious of her, she probably like disappears into some other <laughs> yeah, if you do, like if you fluid stop thinking space. about Megan McCain, she pulps out of existence. Yeah, because because like the first thing she tweeted when this whole uh, little coup thing was this whole insurrection was going on was I sure miss my dad right now. It's oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Megan, she's very stop. much yeah it's it's very tiresome it's quite cringy uh please stop please just <laughs> be normal for god's sake please i'm begging you 
Speaking um, of normal, Donald Trump Jr., Don Jr. Yeah, was well, having a you know how life. liberals have a thing where they compare everything to Harry Potter, you know? And indeed, I yeah. saw that, that this is like, oh, this is when, uh, I don't know, Dolores Umbridge, uh, you know, ransacked Hogwarts or something. I don't know. I haven't read the books in years. People were comparing the Capitol thing to various events in Harry Potter, and I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Um, <laughs> the Republicans also do this, uh, but mm-hmm. with a different book. George Orwell's 1984, which none of them have read. None of uh, them have read it, for yeah. sure. But I Donald Trump read Jr. It. I read uh, half of 1984 and went, okay, I get it. I did read the whole book in 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 eighth grade. Uh, so yeah, I'm basically an expert, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, um, but Donald Trump Jr. In response to uh, you know someone saying Twitter permanently suspends real Donald Trump, he says, "We are living in Orwell's 1984. Free speech no longer exists in America." Um, and I just want to point out, like thinking on this, a better book for this analogy is probably Fahrenheit 451, you know, <laughs> where they literally burn books. Uh, yeah. Maybe go with that one, I guess. 1984, I feel like is not a necessarily the best parallel here, uh, no. in my opinion. No, uh, I don't. Who's big that's brother? All they know how to. Yeah, that's just right. big tech. <laughs> yeah i don't know i guess so mark Not zuckerberg clear. doesn't have a mustache that's, a, that's what i'm saying it's a tortured analogy you would be better off comparing banning people from twitter to burning books or whatever you know like that is a little bit more understandable it's just anyway. hilarious that the people who are the people with power are the ones like <laughs> mm-hmm. saying this stuff yeah. oh it's just now, so amusing to me uh, the Reddit was quite notorious for the the Donald community, although they banned them from Reddit some time ago. But they've uh, created their own Reddit clone that they operate off uh-huh. of now. Um, and they were having an absolute field day. There's a great tweet by uh, Tom McKay at the Tom Zone where he did a frankly unhealthy deep dive into <laughs> their content. Um, but uh, this is a great post here. The the heading is, this is the largest attack on the First Amendment in the history of our republic. And the subheading is, Steve Bannon kicked off YouTube just now. <laughs> this, oh, is, man. this is my Rubicon, is Steve Bannon being banned from YouTube. That is the canary in the coal mine for me personally. <laughs> um, for, the, for the rare few people out there who still listen to Steve Bannon or are yeah. still following him. Um, a great take here, I actually thought, and that's not ironic, this is actually a great take from Josh Frolinger, who says, Truly an incredible night on here for people who spent the last 30 years making sure every aspect of our communications infrastructure was under private corporate control, suddenly being mad that corporations can interfere with their communications. <laughs> uh, and I want to say I agree fully, and also stay tuned for our bonus episode on the <laughs> Bell System breakup. What is this petard I am being ho- hoisted by? Yeah. Oh no, is it mine own? We did all this deregulation. We got rid of like the fairness doctrine. We deregulated telecommunications. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh wait! Oh no! I've been banned. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is the thing. The, that there I was another tweet to. that I that I didn't put in here that was like conservatives let the market decides. Market decides. Conservatives. This is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> that is truly the constant cycle that they're in, though. Yeah, and I then think there that was a- realizing that cycle was what really like pushed me out of that ideology realizing it, right like, yeah oh mm-hmm. it's just this endless cycle of 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 asking receive like reaping sowing and being pissed off about it like this exactly, is not yeah. good <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then there were a lot of folks who, uh, you know, um, a lot of the conservatives suddenly have opinions about bad corporations being bad, which I want to say welcome. <laughs> welcome to the resistance. Uh, agree or disagree, John Robb says, with the decision. This points to one thing. The corporations are running the country now. And my comment on that is, oh, oh, now, just now. My 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 reaction is just the uh, Wojak yes guy, whatever his name is. That's mm. just yes. Uh-huh. My reaction is for um you all to go in Wikipedia the business plot and then get back to me. <laughs> this makes me I gotta open my Virgil's handcrafted root beer now. Cause okay, yeah, please. I'm getting parched. Uh I'm scared to open the bottle that it's gonna foam uh, too much. There were uh okay, some no. some uh uh thoughts from the other side of the spectrum as well. Uh um, uh-huh. A lot of folks pointing out that, you know, you shouldn't applaud this sort of thing, because what if they do it to us? <laughs> what if they do it to us? And uh, Ramsine Kennan says here, uh, quoting, yeah, it's funny until they do, to, do it, that to us. Fam, they're going to do that to us one way or another. They don't have to cite precedent to the Supreme Court. <laughs> um, the ACLU, uh, which I have a tortured relationship, as you will, as you will quickly learn, uh, they did their very tedious thing that they like to do. ACLU, it should concern everyone when companies like Facebook and Twitter wield the unchecked power to remove people from platforms that have become indispensable for the speech of billions, especially when political realities make those decisions easier. Um, yeah, I think it, they're I mean, they're right. That's the job of the ACLU. Anybody. It is. But it's I find it increasingly tedious, you know, because their whole thing is like, well, listen, we have to defend the free speech of Nazis because by doing so, we also defend the free speech of like, you know, activists or whatever. And it's like, no, that assumes a sort of consistent application of the law and the rules that I don't think exists. I don't well, think by defending a Nazi's free speech rights, you're actually helping out the people you think you're helping out. I think no. it's they're they're a very narrow scope of what they're doing and that people interpret it. Uh, they're they're looking specifically at courts yeah. and at laws. You know what I mean? Um, right. They're not but making think, a moral or ethical judgment about mm -hmm. what happened. Uh, and I think. But I think like, them trusting even courts at this point to say like, oh yeah, the precedent here is just. I don't think that. I, I think the scope <laughs> makes sense back when they I mean, were founded. Maybe that's I'm true, not yeah. sure. It exists anymore, you know. My big thing, my big takeaway when they say this stuff is like they do, they do do this. They already do this, right? They are, they already do this to the left. Just ask yeah. listener Dylan, okay? Ask right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, Dylan's Dylan's account is suspended more than it's up. They right. are a victim of censorship already, simply for for posting uh, very good posts. <laughs> That's all yeah. I will say. <laughs> Um, Connor Friedersdorf, who, uh, I will know, uh, I think we've discussed him in the past. He's a guy who is currently, um, being paid by some right-wing think tanks to write about, uh, like the campus free speech wars for the Atlantic. Uh, very, very good. Con faith one of, of the thing. most embarrassing things of my transition out of conservatism was like a brief mm. moment where I thought Connor was the man. Yeah. I thought he was cool. He's actually um, like a really dumb guy is the thing. <laughs> and he's been proving that this week especially, but um he's, so he's got a tweet from yesterday. A thought exercise for the this is an easy question folks on the left. If Peter Thiel were CEO of Twitter or Facebook, would you still think removing a politician who acts very badly has no at least concerning implications beyond the case in question? Of course not. Um 
And Jacob Bacharach replied to the, this and said, oh, no, what would leftists do if they were subject to inscrutable and unappealable policies of censorship across major publications and media platforms? How would they handle this extraordinary sea change? <laughs> He's literally on the board of directors, too. That's what I think is yeah. hilarious about this take. Like, you could have picked anybody else. The dude, the dude does basically own Facebook. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's just a bunch of like of these like centrist types like Connor being like, ah, but you haven't considered this. What if they start doing it? And it's like, start. <laughs> it's like, no, we know. We're aware. We know. Looks like you are the one who has failed to consider young yeah. Adwan. It's so, very bad. Anyway, you know what? Oh, all this just, you know what? I want to put this I'm going to miss. Um, some particularly good posts from Trump because he was a good poster. He was a good poster. He some of his stuff was so funny. Yeah, it really was. Mm-hmm. What uh, was the one yeah. I found yesterday? Oh, uh, this from 2015. Who is paying for that tedious Smoky Bear commercial that is on all the time? Enough already. Those are posts <laughs> I'm gonna miss. They're very yeah. good. You know, I'm sad. But to see on it. the other. On the other hand, I think it's probably good for the health of our republic. <laughs> cue, cue the, it's been a long day. <laughs> Tell you all about it consider, when I see you again, instead of, Donnie. Instead of starting with closing time, I did consider starting with uh, the funeral march. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of corporations, let's do an ad. Yeah. We actually have a guest ad here today. Um, I understand Sean Hannity is here to talk about Olive Garden. Uh, So please take it away. I love Olive Garden. They have unlimited salad, the most delicious garlic breadsticks, great pasta. Yeah, they have clubs. You you can get pasta for life as much as you can eat. Hot donuts with chocolate or caramel. You put it on top. Powdered sugar. Awesome. But today, a menacing report surfaced that Olive Garden had revoked my never-ending pasta pass. Well, I never signed up for the pasta pass. First of all, fake news. And by the way, um, I still plan on ordering from my local Olive Garden or wherever I happen to be traveling soon, unless they ban me, which would be very, very sad, a sad day in my life. So there you go. I also have never signed up for the never-ending pasta pass. What? I said I also have never signed up for the never-ending pasta pass. Reports do of they, that are greatly exaggerated. Do they? Do they have donuts at Olive Garden? I I trust Sean Hannity on this more than <laughs> right, almost folks. anyone else. Go get if your there's Olive one person that you would say, if you told me, if you said, okay. There's a pundit on television who knows like is like an Olive Garden expert. Who do you think it is? I would probably guess Sean Hannity. Like he seems like he's holding business meetings over breadsticks, you know? Fair enough. I wonder what he thinks about Fazoli's. Ooh. We gotta we gotta ask him. Yeah. <laughs> so much of this, like what happened with Sean Hannity, because what what the background of what happened was that coming up. There was a blue check. <laughs> tweet today that I lost my lifetime pasta card at Olive Garden. We've looked into it. We'll tell you about what that's about. <laughs> We've looked into it. We need to we save that for the soundboard. Well, my research team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a long one. I have to, let me, oh, I gotta rejig my chair Lim- there. Limber up, yeah. Um, But like, so, some a, a joke 
uh, meme went around, right, that talked about him losing right, his Olive Garden. It was all of these consequences happening to these people getting banned from various websites yeah. and services and whatnot. So someone <laughs> said, oh, you know, Olive Garden has revoked Sean Hannity's <laughs> lifetime pasta pass, which yeah. is plainly, you know, a joke, I think. But <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. But, you know, people took it seriously because they saw it without context. They just saw it mm-hmm. being reshared. And so, like... That's something we've been meaning to talk about a lot is like how much of the bad discourse happens just because something pops up on your feed without any context. Mm-hmm. Like and like modern social media it makes this like so difficult because everything becomes decontextualized. You don't have right. any understanding of the, where the this design is of from, Twitter. About. <laughs> the design of Twitter deliberately removes context, basically. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and like that that really does lead to a lot of wilding out. <laughs> I think like basically you could attribute the decontextualization of things like you could say like that's how QAnon has taken hold. Like that's yeah. how all mm-hmm. these crazy conspiracies well, can work. They, yeah, because I mean, they'll look at like when Hillary Clinton tweets something up, up about pizza and they'll be like, oh, my God, it's a <laughs> signal. She's talking about the pizza, you know, and it's like, or, no, she probably ordered dominoes you know well i've had (laughs) among us (laughs) i've had the thing that like where i've made like a joke meme and then had people sharing it seriously because they they could not tell the difference like right and they didn't know the context of i'm i have these political views of people who follow me would know when they see Mm -hmm. it shared by me well, and it's so, just that, what is that law? I forget, but you know, that like parody uh, at its extremes becomes indistinguishable from sincerely held views. <laughs> yeah. I forget what the name of that law is who made it up, but it, but yeah. It doesn't even need to be extreme now. It could, it could be well, like. This is the, well, that's the thing is Twitter has just made it so that that's just always happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is like some of the funniest tweets, for example, are the ones that uh, the one that I think of is like, you know, it was like a video of some animal doing something. And the person just responded, you know, this isn't funny or cute. They only do this when they're under extreme distress or whatever, you know, (laughs) and that's become a sort of meme format to reply to things with. But yeah, born out of decontextualization, you know, (laughs) I think one of the things that makes you and me but you know we're we're together in this in being completely mm-hmm. uh, obnoxious is that we always are like <laughs> oh, buddy. Wait, what is this and we right. always have to go find out what the context is oh yeah is. i've always got to go digging yeah yeah we I'm always, always go i'm always digging. spelunking in the replies it's bad for my mental health but i we're have to always, do it we're always like someone shares something and you you a lot more recently but i'll do this too we're always the one that comes in um actually <laughs> Yeah, I apologize for being a tedious uh, jerkwad, but it is simply my nature. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Oh, I'm never God. not going to do it. <laughs> uh, oh, pizza, pizza. Yeah. You have a conclusion about my what conclu- needs to happen. Yeah, here. my conclusion is that more people need hobbies. Um, yeah. Everyone's just on Twitter getting mad at everything now. And, uh, you know, y'all need to go outside, pick up a football, basically. Pick up a football. Um, Throw yeah, that Get a skin. hobby. I, I don't exclude myself from this, by the way. I, I definitely need a hobby. I've been yeah. looking into some hobbies, <laughs> you know. We're, we're looking but, into uh, them strongly. Yeah. We're <laughs> and inshallah, we will adopt some. We've looked into it. We'll tell you about what that's about. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to try to read more books. I did my Goodreads uh, 
book yeah. thing and I like basically doubled it from last. I, I did 21 because it's the it's 2021. I was like, I'll just mm-hmm. do let's if I do the year that it is, <laughs> then I'll read yeah. one more book every year. Right. I read the year before. Maybe that's. But this is, you know, I, I've seen from like good posters in my mind who when they get reply guys, they just reply to them and say, pick up a football. And I think it's kind of hard to come back from that. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think yeah. that's a good takeaway. Um, And then just some fun stuff here at the end. Uh, yeah, we didn't want it to be entirely, you know, coup watch 2020. But uh, here we are. We um, got some Burger big burger King. news. Burger King has rebranded. This is our logo beat. You know, we've talked about the logo uh, shift that we're currently undergoing. Uh, Burger King has rebranded from their like mid 2000s um, shiny burger with with blue crescent thing logo. Yeah. Back to basically their old logo, um, more or less. Um, yeah. Some delightful uh, commentary, though, from the PR of the design on this. Um uh, uh, for the rebrand, Burger King removed the blue from the logo because, quote, there's no blue food, global chief marketing officer Fernando Machado told Insider. Also, buns don't shine, he said, so that had to go, too. Uh, I just want to say they should have figured that out earlier, but it's a good point. It's but a good buns point. There don't is no, shine. I'm always there, there saying that. There is no that. blue food. And buns don't shine. <laughs> <laughs> These are two two things that are so. Ch- this is kind of like what I would be like if I was a if I was a designer, um, mm. if I was rebranding stuff. I'd be like, "There's no blue food. Like done. Yeah. Case closed. Can't argue with me." <laughs> right. I like it. But I they, do. This is one instance I like of they, simplification is, being good. I think so too. They're using a font that I can only describe as like um, a sort of hippie-ish font. You know, it's like a slab, uh, sort of a slabs uh, bubble, bubbly kind of looking. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. very groovy looking, and I kind of like it. And then it has a sort of a cartoony style that I think does have a lot of whimsy, which is you know my complaint with a lot of these things is that they don't have whimsy, but this it's does not- have whimsy. Also, are you on this article? I can't. I can't it see it because I'm using an ad blocker. Oh, um, I can see pictures. Let me copy the image here um, of their new the f- uniforms. Uh, oh, the key the- color of their new uniforms is brown, which I just want to say is a strong choice. But also this collar on the polo shirt, where it's like Ooh. brown, white, orange, Ooh. red. Very good. Ooh. I love it. See, I love this, this throwback. Like, this is like throwback in a good way. Apparently, they're yeah. going to give some of their employees like jackets. <laughs> Like bomber oh, jackets, very oh, good. Yes, yeah. yes, oh, we stand a bomber jacket. Uh, yeah. that's brown. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always saying like more stuff should be brown. Um, yeah, I think brown is a maligned color. And, it is. Uh, yeah, it, I think I that's don't know, just, maybe it got overused in the 70s. I, I think got it's tired our inherent it, racism, man. I just I think oh, that's what you it know, is. Yeah, I'm I think a big it's fan coming of brown. Through. I have lots of brown things. So, yeah, yeah, I'm big. I'm big anyway, big we approve of this rebrand. Uh, GM also redid their logo. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say <laughs> it looks like the Goodwill logo. That's all I'll say about it. <laughs> it's supposed to look like a plug. I don't think it looks like a plug. It's fine. I, whatever. I kind of think it doesn't matter because the logo doesn't get put on cars. You know, my like, thing is that I just don't want my car. The person, the people who are making my car, I don't want them to look like um, 
Like they're like the fun kindergarten teacher. Like that's mm. not who I want making the death machine I ride in. I want it <laughs> to be someone very serious and it's yeah. not very serious. That's the problem mm. with it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But uh, speaking of serious, uh, the Whole yeah. Foods dude, he's really Whole being Foods. serious here. Whole Foods CEO John Mackey uh, has said, um, he says, uh, this is in an interview from November. I mean, honestly, we talk about health care. The best solution is to not need health care. The wow. best solution is to change the way people eat, the way they live, the lifestyle and diet. There's no reason wow. why people shouldn't be healthy and have a longer health span. A bunch of drugs is not going to solve the problem. Knowledge. Uh, which is pretty cool, I guess. Um <laughs> Uh, this motherboard article notes that he's been beating this drum since like 2009 at least, um, and and we love it. Yeah, he's like the, he's um, like he must have he must have some sort of influence with Kaiser Permanente because that's my healthcare provider is like constantly prescribing eating a carrot about it. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. have you considered I canola mean, one oil? Of, one like- of our <laughs> listeners pointed out that Whole Foods history includes like at one point very early on, they basically had to crowdfund so th- after a, f- a flood because they didn't have flood insurance or whatever. <laughs> so they basically had to crowdfund to keep open. And it's sort of remarkable that like, I don't know, I guess that's sort of, you know, that's you come truly, from that and then you go to like ah, health insurance. Nobody That's needs truly it. just in time, like just yeah. in time business. We don't right. even have insurance. <laughs> We don't have insurance. You don't need insurance. Uh. Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't need single health health uh, single payer health care. What you need is to go buy more healthy food from Whole Foods. More leafy. Stop greens. on in today, folks. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes. I have already made But I'm working to be better Day by day And I think I'm gonna make it But for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what 